If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Marissa from Colorado. She's the third female to send me a donation, but she didn't give me a specific topic to cover, so I'm going to cover something that's been on my mind for a little while now. And that topic is the Wild West, or the Mantopia, as I've coined it. What I'm talking about with regards to the Wild West is a specific period of time in the mid to late 19th century in two specific countries those countries being the United States, as well as Australia. When people watch Wild West films, they are often set in the western United States in the late 19th century. And most people will often be shocked to learn that part of Australia also had its own version of the Wild West at that time. As the Industrial Revolution and the Railroad were starting to gain momentum in North America, as well as Australia, these two countries opened up gold mining to the public for the first time in history. In the past, most countries were ruled by monarchs, and the gold in the ground, as well as beneath it, was owned by those monarchs as well. And hence, it was illegal for men to dig up the gold that belonged to the king or queen. So when gold was discovered in California in 1848, the mining was opened up to everyone. People from the eastern United States rushed to find gold in the southwest of part of America. All the pictures that I'm showing you in this video are from a small gold rush town called Ballarat in Australia. But getting back to the idea that the Wild West was a mantopia, it basically has a lot to do with the idea that in many early mining towns there were no women besides the prostitutes that followed the miners and made their money off them. The early Wild West was so devoid of female influence that men were free to basically gamble, drink, and take financial risks that they wouldn't be able to if they were married or in relationships. Men were free to do anything they wanted because the law was also loose, just like the women. And men were the most free they had ever been at any point in civilized society. Local lawmen were basically unable to police the frontier properly as well. Women were not there to nag and tell men what to do and there were no monarchs or governments ready to take men's taxes. That's why I see this particular period of time in history as the ultimate mantopia. If anyone has any other ideas about what the ideal society looks like for men, I'd love to hear it. Later on, once the men in the Wild West had made their fortunes, they either went back to the East or they started importing women in the form of mail-order brides. I'm attaching a link in the description below called How the Wild West Was Tamed by Mail-Order Brides. In the end, the cowboys basically enslaved the Indians, and the mail-order brides enslaved the cowboys. In the American Wild West, 70 or 80 percent of the population was male. As a result, the only women that men could basically have a relationship with at that time were either prostitutes or mail-order brides. And most men wanted to have families, so they started writing letters, and basically getting women in the eastern United States and trying to convince them to migrate and start a family in the West. Many of these women had no idea what they were getting into. They got on a train and headed west after only seeing a picture and getting some letters from a man that they had barely known. If you look at the natural order of things, male children are usually born far more often than female children. For every 100 females that are born, 
there are basically 105 males born. It probably has something to do with the idea that more males die due to killing each other for mates as well as territory. If you look at the link I put in the description, you'll also see that about half of California, most of Nevada, most of Utah, most of Idaho, and most of Colorado still have more men living in them than women. The balance between men and women from the Old West days is still being felt in that region today. But the main reasons today why there are so much more men in these regions of America has a lot to do with the mining industry as well as the army. The military bases there are mostly run by men, so the population of those states remains 10-15% to 15 male in those geographical regions. During the 1870s and 1880s, so many men had left New York City that there were only 90 men for every 100 women. So women became desperate and started heading out west to find men. The important thing to think about is why all these men left to go west in the first place. And the reason has to do with men seeking their own fortune by going for gold, copper, silver, herding cattle, or basically building the railroads. All of these things led many men away with the promise of making them rich. Watching the recent television show Deadwood shows you the type of places that the Old West had to offer. It was also the truest place for rugged individualism. And the idea of a rugged individual is kind of like a spirit quest or a rite of passage for many men. While I'm not an American, I basically respect and love the idea of rugged individualism and the idea of the original American dream. The original dream was not about buying a suburban home and settling down to raise a family with your wife. The original American dream was the idea that anyone could sail here from Europe and make a fortune from nothing. The American economy and innovation were growing so quickly in the 19th and early 20th century that you really had to be an idiot to not get swept up in the tide of success. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. My father came here to Canada in the 1960s and built a very comfortable life for himself just by driving a cab. However, today moving into the middle or upper middle classes in Canada and the United States is impossible if you're a taxi driver. The world has changed so dramatically. He, like many other men, gambled and won coming to North America and essentially moving west. The only reason he didn't move to America is because he would have been forced to give up his dual citizenship with the one that he held in Eastern Europe. Today, the only place I can think of that would be considered a mantopia is probably Alaska, or northern Alberta, or the Northwest Territories in Canada. I haven't been to any of these places, but I plan to in the next few years. And these places are still where men go to prospect and look for minerals such as gold and silver, as well as oil deposits. Men also go to these places to do some of the most dangerous work in the fishing or crab industries. On a side note, commercial crab fishing in Alaska is no longer the most dangerous job in America. In the 1990s, there were roughly seven fatalities per year in the industry, but today there's only one fatality per season. But don't let any feminists know this particular fact, or they might just use it against us and claim that it's not as dangerous of a job as men say it is. Anyways, people say that there are far fewer women in Alaska than men, which is often true. But I've heard from friends that have visited cities such as Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau, that in those places there is roughly one-to-one -one ratio for men to women. But once you get out of the cities and go to the lumber and mining towns, it's mostly men out there seeking their fortunes. So women going to Alaska to find a man that can provide for them doesn't really work unless these particular women move to a tiny logging or mining town, and they are basically living in the remote wilderness. Today people tout a place like the Philippines as a mantopia, because the women in that country are not allowed to get divorced. 
I find it kind of ironic that in the past, women went to the frontier towns to chase men and start their lives. And today, it's men that have to leave to places like Asia to find a supposedly decent wife. And with the internet and global communications, gynocentrism is everywhere, and it can't be escaped. Women all over the world are connected, and feminism is basically spreading across the entire globe at the speed of light. That's why I think that having a true mantopia today is virtually impossible. There is no way that we can replicate the financial opportunities and lack of female influence like we once did in the Wild West. Another thing I forgot to mention about the Wild West was the horse. It was like the automobile before the automobile. Back then there were no roads, and the horse was perfect because cowboys can use it to move cattle. And there were plenty of natural grazing lands in the Wild West, so the number of horses per capita was higher than most parts of the world. It was truly a man's companion, as well as his transportation. In the early 20th century, my grandmother used to tell me about how only the wealthy people had horses, and how there was only one horse for every hundred people. I think in the Wild West, that number must have been much higher because of the natural environment and how it wasn't pillaged and devastated by agriculture at that point. Today, there are still wild mustangs roaming much of Nevada, as well as California. And many of the wild horses were also broken by the native Indian tribes that lived in the western United States, as well. The Wild West in both Australia and North America provided the promise of adventure, exploration, wealth, and true danger from the native Indians. And it forced men to be self-reliant, and there were very few women there to spoil the fun. When I was a kid, I always wondered why Doc Brown from Back to the Future was obsessed with the Wild West. And the more I think about it, I would have loved to live in the real Old West instead of a cartoon of a western town like I'm showing you in these photos. Finally, I want to announce today that I've reached another milestone. I'm happy that my YouTube channel has basically surpassed 6,000 subscribers and has received almost 80,000 views. Things are looking really good, and I want to thank everyone for their support. I also want to know if you guys want me to do longer videos each and every day. Right now, they're about 10 to 13 minutes in length. I toyed with putting up a longer video called Female Financial Advisors a couple days ago, and most people watched it from beginning to end. I'll try another longer video tomorrow with regards to a new MGTOW mailbag and see what you guys respond with. Please let me know in the comment section below. Anyways, thanks again to Marissa for your donation. Hopefully I've covered a topic that basically piques your interest. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.